Welcome to the Craft of Memory. I'm your host, Ronald Johnson. On this show, we seek to recover this beautiful art. For memory without conscious design is like an uncatalogued library. We believe this is a skill that anyone could learn. And the question is, will you seek to hone this craft? You are now listening to episode 28. I recently had the opportunity to speak with Josh Summers, the founder of Bible Memory Goal, a YouTube channel and scripture memory community, in which he encourages others to memorize extended portions of scripture. He also has a podcast called Memorize What Matters, where he interviews various guests on Bible memorization and is currently in the process of memorizing the entire New Testament. So without further ado, let us get into the episode and hope you all enjoy. So tell us a little bit about yourself and when did your journey into Bible memory begin and how has it developed over the years? Well, thank you, Ronald. My name is Josh Summers uh, and I first, I guess, began with in Bible memory back when I was in high school. It was just something that was of interest to me. Um, I think I, I can't remember exactly, but I believe that my dad had challenged me to memorize a book of the Bible uh, before I graduated and told me, he, he said I would get some gift or prize or something. Like he bribed me in some way. And the book that I chose was James, which it's not a particularly long book, but it's also not short. It's about five chapters. And I don't think I really appreciated how much that kind of uh, instilled in me just this this love for scripture memory, even though it's something that I that dropped off for a number of decades. But I think what really stuck with me is the fact that to this day, um, James is the one book of the of the few that I've memorized that that I can I can always say it like it's just it's in there. And I think part of that is because. Uh, I started so many years ago, but, you know, really what got me back into it. So I think maybe like a lot of uh, maybe professing Christians in the United States, Bible memory just seems like something that is reserved for younger kids, people who are in um, Awanas or people who are going to Sunday school, you know, you memorize your, your set of verses, but, but once you get to an adult age, it's not something that's uh, quite as common. Uh, but for me, I was living with my wife and family in China and the, the thing that really got me back into it, that really kind of shook me, um, was we were living in a pretty sensitive part of the country. So if you know anything about you know Chinese geography, we were in the far western region known as Xinjiang. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, political turmoil that's been happening there over the past decade. So as a foreigner, you know, a white face in a, in a Chinese, very Central Asian region, um, I kind of stood out. And I love doing media, so I was always I always had a camera. And there was one point where they took me off the streets and brought me into what uh, essentially amounts to a, a holding cell uh, in the basement of one of their police stations. And when they did that, you know, I, I didn't know exactly um, how long I was going to be there. I didn't know any. I didn't know much about my situation, why they were taking me. All I knew was that they had stripped me of everything. They'd stripped me of all of my devices. They'd stripped me of anything that I could use to communicate, to read, to anything. Uh, and I'd heard stories of people that had been kind of caught up in the in the Chinese uh, penal system, you know, for 
good reasons and bad reasons, of course. But um, I was sitting there and realized, wow, you know, if if all I've got in this kind of situation is what's what I have in my brain, um, I started to take inventory. You know, I obviously can you know be sitting there telling myself stories, but but then when it came to the fact that I you know, they weren't going to give me a Bible uh, if I was in here. And so how much of that had I actually memorized? If this is something that I profess to believe, that I profess to believe is not just, you know, kind of true, but it's like a, a life-changing truth, then I'm sitting here and I, I can't recite much of it at all. I hadn't reviewed James for who knows how long. And then I had, you know, just kind of those a couple verses here and there. And so it was a very humbling experience for me. Thankfully, by God's grace, I wasn't you know, the, this whole ordeal lasted less than a few weeks, but still it stuck with me. And that really kickstarted my adult journey to wanting to memorize more scripture. It's just that realization that one, this is important to me. And two, I, I didn't have as much as I thought I did. So if I got caught up in that kind of situation again, um, I wanted to be a little better prepared. Mm. So you would say that event really pushed you to have the Bible in you to to reflect and meditate? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's one of those things where I think, um, you know, as a as a as a Christian, as a as a person who follows Jesus and and believes that his word is the inspired word of God. Right. And, and you know, there's even among Christians, there's not everybody believes that or says that. But if I'm going to say that, then how am I actually going to show that? Like, how is how is that going to be manifested in the way that I um, I live my life? And for me, one of those ways is is prioritizing scripture memorization. Mm, that's good. So, um, by the way, I really uh, love your channel, uh, Bible Memory, uh, Bible Memory Goal, and. Um, I've been I've been looking for more channels on scripture memorization, so I was really happy to to find your channel. So I'm I'm curious to know um, what was your inspiration behind this channel, and and what are some of your some of your long term goals with the channel and with the community? Well, one of the one of the reasons, I guess the primary reason I should say that I started the channel was more for personal accountability than anything else. Like I wanted uh, to be able to, um, I just knew from doing YouTube in the past, I've done, you know, different smaller goals in the past. I knew that if I wanted to keep myself to a particular goal, uh, that one very, you know, effective way to do that would be to kind of put it out there publicly right? It's one thing to just privately say, okay, I'm going to, going to memorize this much. And then if I don't keep at it, if I just kind of lose my, my momentum, then it's just on me and I can, you know, really give myself a lot of slack, but if it's out there in public, that's a little bit harder to do. So the unfortunate, <laughs> the unfortunate reality is that, uh, I went public with a very audacious. And as I look back now, uh, very foolish in some ways goal of saying, Hey, I want to memorize the whole new Testament before the age of 40. That was about a year and a half ago. So I am less than six months away. And uh, Ronald, I can promise you that I'm nowhere near finishing the entire New Testament. Uh, however, having made that a public goal, um, 
it has kept me moving forward on that path, even if I'm not going nearly as fast as I wanted to. So initially the YouTube channel was there just so that I could, you know, anytime I finished a book, I would recite it on camera and I would post it. Uh, and if I had a couple things that I was learning along the way, I wanted to post that as well. But what I wasn't expecting was to find a number of people, um, I guess, similar to me, or at least that had the same desires as I did. Uh, that were just really itching or eager to find something else because it didn't seem like there was much out there. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I totally agree. Um, and also speaking of the community and people uh, passionate about memorizing the Bible. So I'm a part of the uh, your online uh, community that you have. And it's uh, definitely active. You see a lot of people posting and sharing so it's yeah. uh, very encouraging to see. Yeah, I've been really encouraged by that too. And I wish I could take some kind of credit for that. But um, I, I really do believe it is the fact that there are people around the world. I mean, like myself, I'm here in Thailand right now. I, I don't know anybody else who is doing scripture memorization the same way that I'm doing it. And so that lack of community, I mean, it's a felt need. And so being able to communicate and encourage and, and receive encouragement from a lot of other people is really a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So um, on your channel, you also teach about how to memorize the Bible with different uh, techniques and so forth. So after teaching uh, for a while now, um, what is a common challenge people tend to face that you've noticed when it comes to Bible memory and what advice or words of encouragement would you give? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I, I want to say if, if, you know, based on, you know, the, the people that you've had on your podcast in the past, and then what I know about you, Ronald is, uh, is I, I don't, I feel somewhat of an imposter when it, when it comes to like memory techniques and all that stuff. Like I am still very much a student, uh, I, I don't consider myself as, as one who like has got all these different things mastered. I am constantly learning a lot and and trying to have to shift how I'm I'm doing things. So, you know, when it comes to teaching, you know, really I'm teaching a lot of the people who for whom memory techniques are just like this foreign concept, like that they've never heard of it before. So, you know, we grow up and most of the time, at least within the church, rote memorization is not just the best, it's the only method that there is. Uh, we, we don't, you know, sometimes we'll sing songs, you know, that have verses in it and we don't realize the effectiveness of that. But in reality, like if you're going to a wana, if you're going to something else, they, like they're just really pushing that rote memorization. So when I'm, when I'm teaching, if I'm teaching anything, I'm just broadening the horizons of most people that, Hey, there, there are other ideas out there. There are other um, thoughts. And so, you know, for a lot of people, the, the common challenge is just facing this fear that they can't do anything beyond simply repeating it over and over and over again. Uh, and then for those that, that are able to get past that, you know, there's the common challenges of just time that all of us have. Um, but I'd say, you know, some of the, of the many questions that we get in the community um, one, the, the two most common, I'll just say this, the two most common have to do with one, how word perfect do I need to be? Right? Like, like how perfect does my memory need to be? 
um, you know, there you score yourself, I'm sure when you're doing, you know, memory competitions. And so, you know, you, you obviously want to get a higher score, but maybe sometimes you recognize that it's not always going to be perfect. But when you're dealing with someone who wants to memorize the Bible and they want to memorize it word for word, perfect, uh, giving them that permission to be wrong sometimes is it's surprisingly freeing for, for a lot of people because it's like, wait, you mean I can say which instead of that, you know, or I can stay, you know, like these little words that we, we switch here and there that, yeah, it's okay. And I'd say the second final common challenge that, that I hear people face is just this, this idea of, uh, of burnout. So we don't have, or at least I don't want to say this. I'm not aware of too many um, competition like settings where I could, you know, work towards a competition in some way as an adult. And so what happens is, you know, that I'm never going to finish memorizing the Bible period. Right. It's, it's, I, I don't, I think it's possible. I, well, I mean, that's a stretch. I think, I think it's uh, it would be a, a, an amazing feat for somebody to memorize the entire Bible. I think that physically it's possible, but I'm not going to finish it in my lifetime. I started too late. It's just, it's too big. But um, I think that the fact that it's never going to be finished can also, you know, present its own challenges of just burnout. I'm never going to finish this. I, I just need, I'm going to go ahead and stop, you know? And so a lot of the questions that I see and respond to in our community have to do with how, how do you keep going? How do you keep the, the commitment? How do you keep the desire going to continue memorizing the Bible? Because I'm getting tired. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's good. I think uh, one of the most important things it's not, it's not so much the techniques because you can have the greatest techniques, you can have all of this knowledge, but if you don't have the, the motivation, the perseverance to keep, mm. to keep going, you won't be able to memorize at all. So yeah, yeah I think um, speaking to the mindset, speaking to the mentality um, is, is very important when it comes to, to memory. So yeah, that's very good. So as you have been learning the, the art of, of scripture memory, is there something you wish you could have done differently from the start, such as a particular technique or, or even a certain mindset? Is there something you, you would have done differently? Well, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head right there. That, that mindset thing really is a game changer. Just making sure that you've got that I've got the the right mindset going in, um, I probably would have maybe changed my wouldn't been so bold in my goal to start off with uh, because I had to go through a period of kind of just um, sadness that I was having to that you know this recognition that I'm I'm not going to actually be able to memorize that much in you know before the age of forty, um, and then the re, the humility of having to reset the goal and doing that publicly and all that stuff. Like I kind of wish I could have started, you know, with a little more wisdom in the beginning. Um, but you know, I think the reality of it is that, um, I know that the way I'm memorizing now is different than the way I was started memorizing a year and a half, two years ago. And I'm quite certain that the way that I'm memorizing two or three or five years from now in the future 
is going to be slightly different. Like I'm, I'm constantly learning. And a great example of that is even just my conversations with you, Ronald. Like I, I distinctly remember a year ago, you and I talking and, you know, some of these techniques that I'm sure obviously have been around for ages and, and maybe I should have known about it, but, or maybe I'd come across and I just didn't realize, but that idea of just writing out the first letter, right. And using that uh, to give myself a prompt without giving my mind too much of a, um, uh, what would you call it? Like not cheating, not, not allowing my mind to cheat too much. Right. And, and just that little, that in-between step between looking at the text and then just closing my eyes, but having that little in-between step where I'm just writing out the first letter of every word of the verse for the entire chapter that I'm trying to memorize and then using that as the prompt so that, oh, all I'm getting, all my mind's getting is the T and I've got to come up with the testimony, right? But but I, that that's just been super helpful for me. And I wish I would have started with that from the very beginning. Mm, very, very good. So um, could you, well, let, let me first say, uh, for those who may feel uh, discouraged in memorizing the Bible, to memorize the Bible is 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 difficult. Like memorizing <laughs> texts in general is is even if you read the uh, the works of of those who wrote on the art of memory, one thing they would they said is that memorizing text verbatim is one of the most challenging aspects of of memory. Mm. So um, so could. Could you uh, uh, just give us a practical example of of how you would approach memorizing a verse? Can you can you paint a picture uh, of your process from from beginning to end of of what that would look like? Yeah, and first of all, man, that that is I loved what you just said there, and I appreciate you saying that. I I might even have to repeat that to my audience. Is you know just the fact that. Yeah, text is hard, <laughs> especially if you're trying to go word for word like that. Okay, uh, so my method is, um, I don't think it's anything super special, but it's a combination of different techniques that I'm aware of. I start off with a memory palace. And the reason I do that is I really like being able to organize my memory by chapter and verse. Not everybody does that, but what I wanted to be able to do was if, you know, Ronald, you were to read me a verse and say, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I can tell you, oh, that is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. And so the way that I did that, I was preparing to, to memorize 2 Timothy. This was last summer. And my family went off to a, uh, a vacation where well, I think I've said this already, but we live in Thailand. We've, we've been serving here for a few years. We went on a vacation down to the beach and stayed at a, a, um, an Airbnb. Now, a lot of times, you know, especially when you're, you're on this, like these, they've got these cliffs on the side of, of Thailand and going down into the, the water, it's, it's pretty sheer cliffs. So, you know, when I say that this Airbnb had four levels to it, it's not because we stay at incredibly nice Airbnbs. It's because otherwise we, <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of space. So it kind of, it goes up the, the hill as you're going into it. And so I had all this space and I had four levels of an Airbnb, which just seemed to correspond really well to me to four chapters of First Timothy. Now, I've learned a lot from you, Ronald, as to how you string together 
different memory palaces. Um, up to this point, I haven't had to string together memory palaces much because I've been doing shorter books like this one, Second Timothy, only four chapters, only 80 some odd verses. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to put all chapter one verses on the first floor, chapter two verses on the second, third and fourth and so on. Right. And so that way I could literally walk through the Airbnb uh, in my mind and just talk through the entire book. And likewise, I could even just go backwards and I could say the entire book verse by verse, not word for word, but verse by verse backwards if I wanted to. Uh, while we were there, I knew I was going to be doing this. So I took my camera and I recorded myself walking that path so that I would have uh, a recording or I would have a, you know, just a, something that I could look back on if I really needed to um, solidify that memory of the, the memory palace. And then uh, even before I started memorizing, I don't always do this, but for this case, before I started memorizing, I had divided it up. I knew, you know, chapter one has 18 verses. And so I wanted to have 18 spaces that had me walking from the car park to the pool that was outside to the little, you know, underneath area and the front door on that first level uh, and work my way through there. And then same with the second, you know, second chapter. And I, I, as much as I can, I like to try to start at a door. Uh, so the, for me, chapter one started at the gate of the, of the Airbnb chapter two started at the door leading up to the second floor. It's, it was a weird Airbnb, but, but it was, it was cool to set it up for second Timothy. So in this case, the door, uh, I have for second Timothy chapter two, um, I imagine that's, that's where I put verse one of chapter two. And then I wanted to create some kind of story. Now, it, I'm there's sometimes what what I used to do in the past was try to create a story that took a, you know took account to, of every single word in that verse. That started to become really tedious. It also started to become very uh, difficult to do. And so what I did instead was really focused on the the primary words, uh, and then as I review. Uh, finding out which words I may tend to often get wrong. And then if I need to find some way to remember that, I'll do that. So in the case of second Timothy, second uh, Timothy chapter two, verse one, um, I've got this very thin slit between the doors and I've got I've, in my hand, I've got this like oversized um, horseshoe, right. In the shape of a U and I'm actually taking the way that I'm going to unlock that door is I'm actually going to Jimmy it by sticking that horseshoe through the thin slit, you know, and then unlocking that door by pulling it up. And then as the door opens, I come like face to face with my little four-year-old son. He was four at the time. He's five now, uh, just flexing on me. Right. And so that story right there now, now hopefully just the door as I've been reviewing it long enough will prompt me to, to say the verse, but you know, as I'm thinking about it, I've got you for the, um, the horseshoe and then that putting that horseshoe through the thin slit is the, then I, I wanted to remember that. Then I kept on forgetting the, then, um, and then with my son sitting there, you know, flexing, you know, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And so it was, I mean, those, those pictures themselves are what helped me remember the verse. And then of course, there's still a lot of, um, wrote, you know, repeating that over and over again, and then reviewing it in a, in a, you know, kind of spaced manner so that I can make sure that my mind is getting it down. But I'd say that would probably be, um, Gosh, that was probably the shortest way I've described my my method so far of creating the memory palace, creating a story, and then uh, there's various methods for review that I uh, employ in order to make sure that I've got that down. Did that did that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that that definitely made sense. Yeah, I I love the um the organization and the structure 
of how you can have the entire entire book. And also, I, I like the the fact how you mentioned how you think of the key words, and then you have a, a visual image to to represent that. Because uh, there's yeah, some sometimes there's a tendency to want to create an image for every uh, single word. So yeah, that's that's very very good. I like it. So as I as I mentioned before. Uh, the Bible is one of the most uh, difficult texts to memorize because like um, you can memorize poetry um, like they're very, they have very short lines, but you take some texts, you take some verses in the Bible or especially like Paul and you would have these long verses. Yes. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think people uh, may realize just as how difficult uh uh, it is, but yes, it is, uh, it is difficult. Um, and especially with, let's say difficult names or cities, um, how would you, how do you approach, uh, some of the difficulties that are involved in memorizing the Bible, such as these long and complex names or these, these cities, uh, what, what approach do you use, uh, for memorizing these? Yeah, that, that is interesting because, I mean, obviously the, the Bible was written long time ago and the names of both places and people are not what we would have. Like, you know, the, the names of, you know, tro- there are some names, let's say Titus or Paul that we would still use today, but then there's others, you know, Archippus, uh, Trophimus, uh, all of these that um, uh, Onesiphorus. I'm just, these are just some of them, even just from second Timothy and others where, uh, they're, they're not that common. And, um, honestly, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it exactly how it should be pronounced, but there are a couple of things that, that I've come, come away with, uh, especially as I've done this myself and then kind of worked with some other people who are, are, are having those same struggles. Uh, the first is this, it doesn't really matter if I get it exactly right. And, and, um, it's sometimes it's hard. Like I, I just, I want to get it right. Right. Like if I'm going to go through all this effort to memorize things, then, then I want to get it as right as I can. And I, and I get that, but the truth is I'm not going to be speaking like, I'm not going to go speaking, you know, what I'm memorizing in too many places publicly where somebody's going to go, wait a second, you didn't pronounce that right. You know, like it's, it's, so it's okay if I don't get it right. And the second thing is as quick as I can, I want to move that place name and that, uh, or that person's name into something that is a lot easier for me to remember than the way it's spelled. Uh, because that like, uh, again, reminding myself, I'm not trying to be able to write this all correctly. Um, and so trying to get the correct spelling is not my priority. I just want to be able to say that. Uh, so an example of that, let's again, go back into second Timothy. If I'm in chapter four, Paul usually closes and talks and says greetings to different people. Uh, and he says, greetings to people like Trophimus. Uh, I assume that's how it's pronounced. I've gone through and listened to Bible gateway, which, you know, often does a pretty good job of trying to be, uh, as faithful to the actual pronunciation as possible. And I've listened to it and it sounds like they said Trophimus. So I'm good with that. So when in my mind, he's actually a trophy with a mustache on it, Trophimus. Mm. 
And like that. that, yeah, that will help me to remember his name uh, a whole lot faster than trying to remember the spelling or anything like that. So I'm trying to turn it into a, and, and honestly, I'm not even hundred percent sure how it's spelled off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sure maybe is, is similar to what I, we think it might be, but I don't care. I don't care if I can spell it right. I just want to be able to say it and see his name in my memory palace. And uh, so, yeah, that, I, I hope that makes sense. But that's that's how I tend to approach these difficult names. So you you chunk them into smaller parts and then you try to find uh, an image that is associated with that part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you've probably got a, the terminology better than I do, <laughs> but that's correct. I like it. Good, good stuff. So um, one thing I, I love about your, your channel and your work is your, your open, your open mindedness. Um, there, there's a, there's a tendency to think the memory palace is the only way uh, to memorize. We often see uh, memory teaching videos against rote memorizations as if rote memorization was this evil thing that you need to uh, get rid of or you have to be afraid of. Um, but you have acknowledged uh, the goodness in, in multiple approaches to, to memorization. So I'm curious to know, why do you believe it's important to have this, this open-mindedness when it comes to the various approaches to memorization? And in your opinion, what are some of the, the dangers of having this, this cookie cutter approach to mnemonics? Yeah. I, well, I told you in the very beginning, I memorized uh, James when I was in high school. And, you know, one of the most frustrating things for me when I would review it as an adult uh, let's say that I hadn't reviewed it in a while. What was so frustrating to me is my memory was very linear. So what I mean by that is I would start saying, you know, chapter one, verse one. And then if I forgot verse four, like if something in my brain, just like, I just got out of the rut and I couldn't find my way back in, I was done for, I could not finish the rest of the chapter. And, you know, maybe if someone gave me a prompt or maybe I'd have to jump into chapter two, but it was so linear that if you broke that chain at any point, I was lost. And that really frustrated me in my memory is just that inability to be able to continue on, even if I forgot one word or a way that it was said, if I did forget that it would, it would really just lose. And so that that's one of the reasons that I had initially started looking at different memory techniques. And then you talk to people like yourself, or I've had conversations with Nelson Dellis, or I've had conversations with uh, Ron White, these people who have been memory like com competitors and, and champions in some cases. Um, and all of them, you know, you, you ask them like, yes, we use the memory palace. Like it, it's like this, yeah, we use the memory palace. And, and I understand, and especially having used it myself, the value of doing that. Okay, so having said all of that, especially now that I've been a part of this community for a while, I've also seen people equally passionate about singing the Bible. Like I I've literally had people tell me singing the Bible is the only, it's the only best way for people to memorize the Bible. 
you know, and, and kind of that, again, what you're saying, that cookie cutter approach where, man, I loved having a conversation with that person and, you know, they were, I love their passion and I want to encourage that. Um, but in the same way that I'm not going to push the memory palace as the ultimate, the only, I'm also probably not going to do that same thing for putting it to music. Uh, I see the value of, and I see the effectiveness of, of both. And, and I see in some ways it being effective for different types of people. So you also have to keep in mind that a lot of my audience um, comes straight from rote and knowing nothing more than the fact that they're, you know, if I would, it's just rote. It's not that it's not that I'm saying no to all these other uh, types of memory techniques. It's just that I don't even know that they exist. Uh, and so, you know, for me, trying to get somebody to go from rote and only rote, knowing nothing else, to all of a sudden creating a memory palace, knowing how to use it, and and all the like, it, it's a it's a it's a larger chasm than it seems, especially, you know, for you and, and maybe even the audience that you have has been familiar with the, the memory palace or the mind palace method for a while. So that chasm doesn't seem so great. But if you remember back to the first time you ever learned about memory techniques, that chasm just feels so wide. And so the idea of giving, giving somebody some, some maybe detours, um, because I mean, I'm not, I, I still don't believe, and I don't know that a memory palace is the best way, um, especially for text. Now, organizing the text, absolutely. But memorizing the text word for word, I mean, even it's been really hard for me. And so, uh, you know, I like being able to introduce the idea of, of music. I like being able to introduce the idea um, of, you know, this first letter technique that, that you know, I first learned from you, but I've seen it in a lot of different places. Um, all of these different techniques that um, somebody would be able to just kind of come up to almost like a, um, a buffet and decide what tastes best to them um, and and then be willing to and, and try to model the fact that I'm willing to change. I'm, I'm willing to shift the way that I do things based on how I feel like it's most effective for me. Yeah, that's those those are some some very good points. So where can we find you online? What social media outlets? Uh, do you have a website? Uh, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, well, the website is BibleMemoryGoal.com. You can also find me on uh, Facebook or YouTube, as you've mentioned a couple times, also Bible Memory Goal. Uh, one of the things that I've started, though, as well, that's kind of got you and I talking is, is uh, podcasting. And that you can find at Memorize What Matters is the, the podcast associated with Bible Memory Goal, where I'm specifically talking to you know people like yourself and others who are doing memorization, doing scripture memorization, and really just diving deeper into that process. And I'm loving this podcast format. It just feels really intimate and a lot of fun to do. Great. So I'll be sure to uh, link those in the, the uh, show notes. So um, is there anything else that you would like to share to our audience before we close? Any final thoughts? Yeah. I think the one thing I would like to say is, um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot in terms of, you know, just the, the great community that exists just around memory in general. Um, and it's always, it's surprised me as I've talked to a number of different people 
the types of things that are being memorized. Uh, and you know, to every each their own. You, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna judge what you're memorizing, but I would just challenge you to find the thing that actually matters that you can memorize. And, and that, that, I mean, that's the whole thing of, of the name of my podcast: memorize what matters. Because, yeah, can you memorize the Harry Potter book? Sure, I guess. But but I would challenge you to find so even if it's not the Bible for you, but find something that has like value beyond just helping you practice memory that that you can use as a way to to you know continue to hone that skill of memorization. Yeah, so I, I like that. Memorize what matters. So yeah, uh, definitely um, uh, check out his his podcast. Uh, his YouTube channel um, I highly uh, recommend it and uh, thanks again it was a, a pleasure speaking with you thank you Ronald I appreciate it <laughs>